You ever seen the? Uh, you ever seen that episode of SpongeBob where Squidward's trying to pick up something? It's like making that crane noise. That's <laughs> yeah. what I imagine right now. It's like loser, loser, <laughs> because I can't pick up anything. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Three Semi Grown Men. This is Austin back with Shelton. And unfortunately, we are down a person, but still going to be a good day. So, what's going on today, bud? Did we convert you? No. No more of the ladies and gentlemen. I, I really want to do it so bad. You're just down to business today? Yeah. It's just, and every time I do it, you always make fun of me. So, <laughs> no, I'm making fun of you didn't do it. Yeah. I'm trying to either. I've been listening to a thousand podcasts trying to steal one of theirs. Oh, my god! And so, I, you know, I was going to do the, the new Heights one. Well, it's welcome back. But it's just, it just doesn't fit. It didn't work. So, it is what it is. I'll either, I'll either live by the sword or die by the sword. Whatever. <laughs> it's one of the two, man. Either way, we're going to fall on it. Yeah. Bro. What's up? I just saw your hat. That is sick. Oh, thank you. I got it at uh, IBC. This is the name. Oh, yeah? This is the name oh. of our album. Um, so, Hannah actually wrote this song. Oh, really? Yeah. And so, you hurting? Well, I want to I want to stay on the hat. We'll get to that in a second. Okay. It says for the uh, for the listeners because we don't have cameras yet. Um, the church is alive. That is sick. Yeah, that's the name of their album. So it's pretty dope. I seen it and I was like, oh, I want one. So I went out and bought it. So yeah, no, my uh, arm is tender because we just got back from going out to the field and playing football for about 30, 40 minutes, and. Uh, he kept hitting me in the forearm and the bicep. He says me, but he caught the ball the exact same way every time. Because you threw it below my waist. When you throw below the waist, you have to hammock it. I mean, well, okay, now, the one... Okay, you're correct. I did throw it, I did throw a couple below the waist. But when I was trying to we throw... Were, the, we were both just off today. Yeah, it was just a bad day. We was trying to throw that 40, man, and that 40 just... It was not working at all oh, today. 40, I couldn't even make it to 35. Man. I mean, my thumb still hurts, bro. <laughs> like, <laughs> I tried to pick up my phone today. Bro, we, we start like, seeing sticks flying here in a couple hours. You ever seen the? Uh, you ever seen that episode of SpongeBob where Squidward's trying to pick up something? It's like making that crane noise. That's what <laughs> yeah. I imagine right now. It's like loser, loser, <laughs> because I can't pick up anything. But man, what's been going on? Anything exciting happened recently, bro? Um, so our last episode was super funny, mm-hmm. and I just this week has been super spiritual for me. Um, hey, real quick, just to, yeah. to pitch on. So I seen a video oh, of Superhuman this morning. Yes. And uh, this man was in Walmart. <gasps> and he had built a table. And he had jumped off the riser onto the table. <laughs> like in Walmart. Oh, my gosh. I wish. I wish I could find the video. It was great. Dude, what if we like, what if he starts touring Walmarts and he shows up to one of the seven we have here? <laughs> I will dope. wait outside uh, the day before. Yes, absolutely. That would be great. We would definitely have to buy tickets. Yes. 100%. For eight sorry, hours go, straight. Go just whoop, whoop. whoop, whoop. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, now I don't feel like I want to be spiritual. Um, no. So I have been, when I got, I, before I got married, I was pretty good about waking up every day and reading the Bible. Yeah. Um, and I actually read for the first time I read the Bible all the way through and I was I finished it last year about halfway through the year um, and when we got married I kind of slacked 
we were dealing with that and then we went on a vacation for our honeymoon yeah. and, and that was a couple of weeks after the wedding and so then I slacked then so when I came back I mean and then you got the two holidays back to back like schedule it was just rough yeah. yeah and I could make a million excuses but the fact of the matter is I wasn't reading my bible mm-hmm. well I decided in uh December that I was going to start getting back into it and then when January came I was really going to, like, I was going to start in December so that I was reading my Bible every day by January. Mm -hmm. Um, And I've done pretty good. You know, I missed a a day here and there, but I've never gone more than one day uh, not reading. Yeah, my thing was that, you know, mine kind of piggybacked off last year's, and I really wanted to dive more into studying. Mm -hmm. And it gets gets really difficult sometimes. So, like, the only, and I say this the only time, it's not true, but... um, the majority of the time that I have to study is when I'm at work. Right. There's, you know, there's more downtime um, in the morning for me to get up, read, pray, and then when I get to work, I have like an hour to chart prep and then study. Mm-hmm. And so here recently, I've been getting there, and my chart prepping is taking longer than normal. So my studying has laxed it's not it's not like Mm. stepped away but it's not as like yeah instead of me having like a paragraph i've got like seven sentences now Mm -hmm. you know and so i'm noticing that so i'm trying to find a time um, because another thing is like all of my all of my studying i've done at work so Mm -hmm. all of my notes are on my work computer so i really need to find a way to get them to a personal computer that way i can have them and do it anywhere Mm -hmm. because that would eliminate that problem but I understand. I'm, I'm like that with praying too, man. And I say struggle, and I don't mean it in the context that it's going to sound, but I struggle sometimes with giving myself enough time in prayer mm-hmm. um, just because I wake up and immediately I get in the shower, I get my clothes picked out, and I'm ready to run out of the door. Right. You know, I'm just ready to get the day started. I'm not one that likes to sit and wait and do all that stuff. My wife, on the other hand, she gets up like an hour and a half earlier. You know, she takes forever getting dressed anyways, but, you know, she gets up an hour and a half earlier, and she'll read for 30 minutes, pray for 30 minutes, and then try to get dressed, and she's still late for work. <laughs> <laughs> Throwing her out the door. Yeah, I've noticed yeah, yeah. that, that uh, time on Live 360, her leaving the house is never the same. Never, ever. And the worst part about it is I tell her, so this is just a little tidbit into our life i tell her every night i said hey babe if you pick out your clothes the night before that's just common knowledge if you pick Mm -hmm. out your clothes the night before the morning of you won't have to worry about you know looking for your clothes looking for something if you do it the night it it takes so much time or it gives you so much more time she has yet to listen okay and so every morning she's scrambling looking for socks or looking for a shoe that she can't find or keys Mm -hmm. or phone all that stuff and so i mean it's never the same it's just part of it but hey, do you have? We haven't asked this question in a really long time. Do you have an adult moment of the week? I do. So I went to a um, an annual driver meeting for the company that I work for, um, and this time of the year kind of sucks because, I mean, yeah, you get out of like work, you don't have to drive, um, but I don't think I clocked out yesterday. I'm not certain that I clocked in. They'll pay me. It'll be fun. Um, no, my, my time sheet's so jacked up this week. It's yeah. not even funny, bro. Yeah. Sorry, but Whit. I had to drive to Conway. Um, and so got to Conway. We did our meeting. And it, this time of year sucks because there's no drivers at our stores. We had three people that kind of jumped in. Oh, yeah, I know. We called Joe yesterday. 
because we need each other to go check on a concentrator. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> well, we had one guy that, that kind of works part-time. He's going through school right now. Yeah. Uh, he was able to help, and we had a couple other people that we were able to pull um, and, and set them as the driver for the day. And uh, then you're just kind of leaving the, the service reps at the office hot hanging high and dry they some of them have to jump in vans and go drive so we left the vans there for them um and then next week the same thing happens so when this comes out i will have just gotten off of a shift where i was left high and dry and there were no service reps and we had to do their job nice. which is a little bit tougher because there's less drivers than there are service reps mm-hmm. so we have to cut out drivers to be able to do their work and then we're down drivers who have to do our work and there's like 60, 70 people from all of our stores in this hot room. I mean, we had 40-something drivers, maybe 50, and it got so hot yesterday. Um, mm. But adult moment of the week, went to this meeting, um, met a gentleman that works at one of our stores um, who has a very um, unique name, and I, so I'm not going to say it because it's unique. Um, and so we were talking and I don't know how long he's been with the company, um, but we were just kind of chat, chit-chatting back and forth and uh, something had come up and he had said, man, I just got a, a call from the hotel that I was staying at that I left my Bible. I got to go back up there and get it. I was like, shoot, yeah, dude. And so he was talking about like how he's kind of struggled reading his Bible. I said, man, I've been doing a lot better. And then that sparked this whole conversation, <clears throat> excuse me, where we started talking about church mm-hmm. and... Uh, he said, he said, man, I don't want to scare you, but we're having church right now. And I said, yeah. And he goes, church is not a building. And I said, no, God's in love with the organism, not the building. And it just, it kind of blew my mind that he was like, I don't mean to scare you. And I was like, no, Eagle you just made me? my day. Yeah. <laughs> Let's that's, talk. <laughs> that's awesome, man. I had a similar, um, so my adult moment of the week isn't, you know, it, it's more of a feel-good moment almost. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a patient come in. Well, that's not an adult moment of the week. There's nothing feel good about being an adult. Yeah, there's not. Um, <laughs> but I, I, had a, I, have a, I had a patient come in, and I try really hard to be happy-go-lucky when my right. patients come in, you know. Most of them come in, you're not feeling well, trying to make them feel better. You know, you know, we always say laughter is the best medicine. You know? Right, yeah. So I always try to, when I bring them back, I always say something funny. You know, like there's this one lady, I always go, what's up, meanness? And she goes, oh, I'm running up trouble. You know, like, <laughs> it's just, it's always the same thing. But right. I bring this guy back, and, uh, you know, I'm talking to him for a second. I get his weight, and I go to take him to a room. And he goes, uh... He goes, man, he goes, I just love you. I go, <laughs> I go, oh, yeah? He goes, yeah. He said, you are just a sight for sore. He said, every time I see you, that smile lights this room. He said, I love it. Aww. He said, thank you for being so nice and, and so consistent. I said, all right. And I said, no problem. So I guess my adult moment of the week is just kind of, you know, getting that compliment. kind of made me feel good, good, you know, that people mm-hmm. notice that. It's the little things that people notice, man. Mm-hmm. But that's good. So, what's this thing that you wanted to talk about today? Okay. So, it's a couple things. So, I've been, I, once I read the Bible through, um, it was very similar timeline to when you decided you were going to start really digging down or doubling down and, and studying. Mm-hmm. And so, I was like, well, shoot, I just read the Bible through. I'll start back in the New Testament and I'll study. So, I found my study Bible and I read a chapter a day. Cause it takes me about 10, 15 minutes mm-hmm. to read that chapter plus the study notes. Um, and then I just kind of sit with it and I ponder on it all day and see if something comes. Sometimes it does. Uh, sometimes it doesn't. I've gotten like a huge revelatory thought 
and then there's sometimes where it's like it just kind of um, confirms or backs another thought that I've had. Yeah. So a lot of them, um, there was uh, one of them was uh, the one of the blind men that Jesus healed. He spit in some dirt and rubbed it on his face. Yeah. And then told him to go wash it off in a pool. And so he goes and he washes it off in a pool, goes to the temple. He's telling the Pharisees about it, super excited. And the Pharisees at this point had made it like a rule that if you declared Jesus as king or or any of that, they were so frustrated and so done with him that if you did that, you'd be kicked out of the temple and no longer able to serve or be part of any quote-unquote ministry. Mm-hmm. Um, so he goes up there and he's saying all these things. And I'm like, well, who do you think is who do you think is God? And he's like, well, this guy named Jesus was able to heal me, so God has to dwell in him, and he has to be, you know, at least on good terms with God. So I'm going to say that I follow that guy. He's pretty pretty good. And uh, they were like, well, get out. And it's one of the only people that Jesus goes back to after he's healed them Mm -hmm. and said, who do you think I am? Now, he's done that to his disciples, Um, but I mean, the woman at the well, the woman with, uh, with the issue of blindness, the woman who got caught in adultery, he doesn't go to any of them and say, who do you think I am? Most of the healings, he goes, depart and don't talk about it because if they talked about it, he was going to get killed. Um, or, um, the, the, uh, woman that was going to get stoned, Mm -hmm. uh, go and sin no more. Uh, but never does he ask who he is. And to this one man, he does. And so I was like, God. Why did you ask him who you know who he thought you were? And then whenever he when the blind man tells Jesus, Jesus is able to say, I am you know, I am the son. If you believe in me, then you believe in my father. Mm-hmm. Um and I was like, God, why, 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 why him? You know, there's all these miracles. Why him? And he goes, because he lost something. He got kicked out of the church. He could no longer serve in the church. He could no longer I mean, that'd be like if there was one church around here, mm-hmm. and we have a ton in the Bible Belt, but if there was one church, and they were like, "If you do this, you're, you're out. You can no longer serve. Basically, you can no longer be a Christian." Yeah. Uh, and he was like, "No, that guy did it. Yeah. All you did was take my money." Yeah. And so it just it blew my mind. I was like, "God's not looking for that." That was God's uh, weeding process, where He's looking for the followers. I was like, wow. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, so I was praying last night. I came home from this meeting, and I just felt like I needed to go talk to God. Yeah. Um, and so I went into my backyard because I can't, I can't sit down yeah, and pray. Can't I can't, uh, mm-hmm. like, go to the altar at the end of service. I literally get on my knees and blank. So I walk around my backyard, and that helps me just talk. And so I was talking to him, and I'm just talking about kind of what I, what I went through not that it was bad, but like what happened in the day, the yeah, drive, yeah. what I was mean. thinking, what was going on, um, thanking him for different things. And then two things popped in my head. The first one was I'd listened to our worship set list that we're practicing today. So and uh, Bro, so I have pumped. been so excited. So That's pumped. Sorry, but I've been Which so one's excited. your favorite? Oh, gosh. I don't know. I really like, I like the simplicity of Lead On Good Shepherd. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really Step hope, by step. Tea by that tea. bridge is killer. Um, it's either that one or I'm really I'm really excited for Until God is Praised. Yes, I actually didn't have that one on my... That's not on the new worship practice list. Mm-hmm. I added it so Mark could see it. Okay. Yeah, I'm excited for that one. Um, 
I think yesterday when I was listening to them, I really like Mercy. Yeah. Um, that's the one I probably know the least. Um, Hallelujah Feeling was pretty dope. That one's nice. That one's nice. I'm that excited one's, about that one. I just hope we're able to pull that one off, you know, because they've got yeah. a lot of extra stuff that goes on to that song, but I think we'll be able to do it. Yeah, we'll just play around with it. Yeah, for sure. Um, but, and then I'm excited to get to sit down and work on uh, Lion. Yeah. We're going to need to, once we get the uh, the other chorus members up there, um, and I can give them certain parts, especially at the end, whenever it's supposed to be this big climactic build and then cuts off and we really hammer home the, the meaning. Mm-hmm. Um, I want every single part that's in that song to be to be done and hopefully be heard. So the uh, the O Valley, I want that to be done probably by whoever's leading worship. Uh, prepare the way. I want probably probably do your one and your five. Yeah, well, I'll probably do um, a high. So I'll probably do probably like either Mom or Crystal, and then do Mark so we can have that low for prepare the way. And then there is a very faint let the lion on the offbeat that I want to find somebody. And that's going to be the hard part because it's not very, you know, you can't hear it very well. And it's not anywhere else in the song. So that'll be what we have to to practice the most because it's right at the very end. But I think just the way that it bounces off, if we could get it going, I mean, it's going to add, it's going to be so dynamic. Yeah. And if if we can't, it's not going to be the end of the world. Um, I'm just a perfectionist. No, I get it. I don't want that. So I was thinking about the worship list. I was talking to him about it, and I realized that part of why I'm so excited is because it's almost like a glimpse into the future-like season of our church. Because we're doing these songs, we're practicing these songs, and then eventually we're going to present them to the church. And a lot of the songs that we're doing pretty consistently now will start to be put back a little bit more, and some of these new songs will be rotated in. We'll be doing those more often. And when that happens, the season of our church is apt to change and so it's almost like oh this one's going to cause revival this one is going to cause some healing from some traumas that they don't realize they have this one's going to cause them to be heard and confirmed and i'm just like that's exciting that i yeah. that, that you're giving me a peek behind the curtain as to what you're planning on doing yeah man i'm excited um it's we're we're definitely in a in a transitional season mm-hmm. as a church um as a people you know like together um i definitely think transitioning into a building transitioning into a new worship set list transitioning into new leadership and different avenues of our church well, man, I mean, you know well you know we've got i mean transitioning into new saints yeah i mean like if you look and i don't say this you know derogatory or negative at all but like if you look at our church five years ago compared to now like you could probably pick out 10 10 families that are mm-hmm. the same you know, I mean, mm-hmm. that's just winds of change happen. Some people, some people fail to adapt to the change. Yeah. Um, some people thrive in change. Um, something that I have, that I have personally struggled with is when change doesn't make sense, I try to fight it. Yeah. Now I've reached a point in my life where it's like, I understand I have to constantly evolve and change and embrace or that I'll get, le- or I'll get left behind. Yeah. And my biggest fear is being left behind. Mm-hmm. And so that's something that I'm really trying to embrace. Um, it's what I'm trying to teach my students, you know, being, yeah. being the youth pastor, like I'm trying to let them know, like, I, you know, we act like we've got. 60 70 years but i mean bible says we don't know the day or time upon you know when the lord's going to return and so like it's really important that 
whatever we do, we get it done now. So I'm excited for the future of our church. I mean, I'm so stoked to have a building where we can run yes. and shout. I mean, I'm so excited, bro. Like, I was at POA, you know, at Bot um, at a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. and, like, watching – um, you know, they sang Praise. I lied. Praise is my favorite song that I'm excited for. Um, but they sang that at Bot. And when they played that, like, I seen a 2,000-person conga line. <laughs> I mean, I swear, they, I mean, they rapped the entire, and they was just shouting. I, See, I and was, if we did that, we would look, We, I mean, it would, it would happen. But once you start getting to, like, 20, 30 people... Then it just looks like you're waiting in line for the lunch at mm-hmm. school. Like it just, I mean, yeah. all the momentum dies. Yeah, I mean, and we've and we've had that. We've had yeah. that happen before. I mean, we walked outside of the sanctuary, you know, and we we walked seven and we times. Had a, a lunch, and, you know, and, <laughs> we had a lunch line going <laughs> yeah, on, you know. But I'm, for the Lord, but. I mean, yeah, absolutely. But I'm I'm so excited, man. I mean, I'm so excited for it all, dude. It's just, yeah. Um, but I found some, I thought it was interesting. You, you said that you're studying the Old Testament or the New Testament. New Testament yeah. I'm studying the Old Testament. Well, and brother. So I, I just finished Genesis, Exodus, and I'm in Leviticus now. Lord, Whew. Lord, help me. Leviticus is a lot of laws. He is teaching you patience, right? Yes, now. he is. Because, and I I would never say it's about the Bible, but hypothetically, Leviticus is boring. <laughs> you know, like because it, it's just it's standards. It's very repetitive. It's making you understand, like, mm-hmm. what the law is. Like, I just read, like, chapter, I think it was 12, if I'm not mistaken. It was it was 53 verses about leprosy. Yeah. You know, like, 53 verses. Like, I mean, that can be... That can be implemented in certain things. You know, leprosy. What are the chances of you getting leprosy? Very unlikely. Physical leprosy, very, very unlikely. But that same sickness, that spreading sickness of sores, can be a metaphorical statement Correct. for your prayer life or your marriage life. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, I mean, you can take it there. Yeah. But I definitely think. It's, I mean, it's definitely tough to try to find those connections, especially with like leprosy or I, these things that we yeah. don't really face as I, much. I agree. I agree. One thing that I thought was cool. So, like, my so far, and I started this January, um, or no, I started this in November, started mm-hmm. studying really hard. Um, so I, it took me all of November and the beginning of December to study Genesis. You know, I think it's 50 chapters. Mm-hmm. Um, I never realized how many, like, major important stories there were in oh, Genesis. Yeah. Like, you got Jacob and Esau. You've got uh, Noah and the Ark. You've got Cain Abraham and Abel. And Abra- uh, Abraham and Isaac. Abraham and Sarah. Yeah, I mean, you have all of those in there. And I was like... Joseph. Yep, Joseph and uh, all of his brothers. I mean, mm. all of... And that's just in the beginning of the book. First 50 chapters. And then you get to Exodus, and it's just straight Moses and the children of Israel, mm-hmm. which is, if you've never studied that, it is so cool. It is so cool. Um, I want to bring something to your attention that I that I didn't, I didn't ever think about. Um... So you know how in the Bible it talks about you talk, brought up the lady that got caught in the act of adultery, uh-huh. and right at the end he come up and he wrote in the sand with his finger, and it never freaking tells you. So in Exodus, when Moses comes down from Mount Sinai, uh-huh. and he has the Ten Commandments, and he sees the people worshiping the golden calf that Aaron had molded out of the gold, mm-hmm. Moses gets mad. And breaks the Ten Commandments. Mm-hmm. Okay, so later on in the in the book, he goes back up 
and the Bible talks about that God wrote the Ten Commandments in two tabs of stone with his finger. So you think he was writing the Ten Commandments? I don't know. My thing is, I think we get concerned about why he wrote, and people, or I think people get what he wrote. I want to know why he wrote it with his finger in the sand. I'm curious. It would be gnarly if Jesus wrote, Thou shalt not kill right beside her as they're gathering stones to kill her. I mean, you know, like, I wonder, I wonder if he wrote number three. You know, like the, Mm -hmm. you know, like, have you ever thought about it? Like, what if, you know, those S's we used to draw in school? What if he's just drawing one of those, he's got the three lines and he's just connecting them? (laughs) He just wrote a big smiley face. (laughs) You know, but everybody would think it's so profound, you know, Jesus. He's just graffitiing in the sand. Uh, Yeah, that's for sure. That's funny, man. Yeah, yeah. No, that's definitely, that's why I hope we have a level of curiosity when we go to heaven, because I want to ask Jesus that kind of stuff. I want to ask him, hey, what'd you write in the sand? What was all that about? You know what I really wish I could ask? I I wish I could have a sit-down interrogation-style conversation with Judas. Mm -hmm. Oh. Because I would ask him why he did it. What was worth it? What was worth the 30 pieces of silver? And then... To make it even worse, you offed yourself. Well, you don't hear about him much. No, you never do. And one of the only profound things that you hear about him before they start talking about him betraying is uh, when Mary anoints him with oil. And they're like, why would you let her, he says, why would you let her put that oil on you? That's worth a year's wages. Couldn't we give that to the poor? He didn't want to give that to the poor. He had his eyes on the money, not on Jesus. I mean, the first time you ever hear about Judas, he's automatically... I mean, obviously, God is the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the author and the finisher. So, like, he already he knows everything mm-hmm. that we even try to act like we come up with. But the first time you ever introduced to Judas, he is, he is brought to our attention as Judas the traitor, mm-hmm. the betrayer, whatever it says. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like he's forever labeled that. That's one thing that I'm so grateful for, that I'm not Austin the cheat or Austin the player or, you know, Austin the the, the angry. You know, like, I'm mm-hmm. so glad that I'm not labeled what I used to because, man, I mean, you know, you was there. I mean, Same it was, thing. Yeah. It, was, it was not. Uh, I, I'm so glad. Shelton to look, the cheat, Shelton the yeah. porn addict, Shelton the liar, you Shelton know, the manipulator. I'm glad that that's not who I am anymore, man. I'm just – but, yeah, it's a, it was wild. But, hey, let me, let me bring this to your attention. So I thought this was cool. So we was at Bot. And mm-hmm. we was talking about this year's. I, I I thought it was really fitting. This year's bot was really focused on the youth, like the the next generation. You know, they talked about, um, they talked about Elijah and Elisha. You know, mm-hmm. talked about how Elijah had done all these wonderful things, and then Elisha, his successor, asked, you know, what do you want? And he said, I want a double portion of what you have. I don't want money, riches, fame. I don't want any of that. I don't want the paparazzi. I don't want any of that. I just want whatever you got, but I want more of it. And, you know, the Bible says that Elijah said, well, you ask a hard thing, but if you see me when the chariot comes to get me and you catch the mantle, you will then get your double portion. And I thought it was interesting at Bot um, because they talked about the importance of this generation. It talked about how important it is to make sure that your disciples are like, you know, you're training up your disciples how you need to. Uh, because Jesus, when he chose his disciples, um, there was a there was a structure that they used in that culture at the time. And at age five, you start reading the Torah. 
At age 10, you start reading like the shaman or something like that. I apologize if that's incorrect, but um, you start reading. It's like their rules and regulations Mm -hmm. of basically how their their society works. Um, At age 12, you get put into school. And it looks like rabbi school. At 18, if you you graduate rabbi school, if you're smart and successful, you get chosen to be an apprentice. And at age 30, you will then be chosen to become a teacher. That's kind of like how their oh, layout. Oh, wow. Yeah, so that's kind of how their, their layout of life goes. So if you notice, none of the disciples were smart. None of them were teachers. And none of them were qualified. Um, the only one that they think was old enough, they think the 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 thought process is that all the disciples were still teenagers, mm-hmm. um, because the only one that they think was old enough was Peter, because when because Jesus told Peter to go pay for him and Jesus to get into the temple. If you remember that in the Bible, mm-hmm. and then they're thinking John was the youngest, and so. Apparently, from what we learned at Bot, was that there's about an eight. Jesus only had the disciples for about eighteen months to try to train them, mm-hmm. and it, it they changed the world. It's crazy, bro. I I wish I had enough time to sit down and break it down for you, dude. But yeah. I mean, it would take a whole episode. It was it was wild how we broke it down. It's I learned so much there. It's so much fun. I love. I'm getting I'm getting to the point where I'm getting excited about studying mm-hmm. because it's opening up just such an avenue of knowledge I didn't know that right. I could have. I mean, I remember back, which, and you may have this, you remember when you was younger and you would talk to all these people and they were just so Bible smart and you're like, man, I want to have that one day. Yeah, that was absolutely. Me, that was me up to like two years ago. I mean, like I would, I would talk to kids that was younger and I say kids, but I would talk to people younger than me and like they would just, you'd ask a question, pop, pop the scripture off or say something mm-hmm. real biblical. And I'm like, man, I'll never get there. And so that's my, that's my motivation, which, you know, I don't know if it's different for you or not, but. I just look at, I have a hard time looking at people, and it's not that I can't look at people younger than me, but I look at our pastors, and I'm just like, that's it. That's where I want to be. Yeah. And then my mom, my mom is another person that I really look at, and she switched. She always wanted to be, um, I hope I get this right. Uh, she talks about it on Kick It, Don't Quit It, so you can go check those go episodes check it out. out. Yeah. I don't remember what I don't remember which way she said it, and I'll probably go back and listen. But she said that uh, I'm pretty sure she said she wanted to be Peter growing up. Mm-hmm. She always wanted to be Peter. You know, if you tell me to step out of the boat, I want to step out. Um. And this year, she felt God calling her to be Paul. I think that's the way that she said it. I believe so. I um, have to go back and listen myself. And so I, I think Peter's awesome. He's very zealous uh, for God. And we were talking about Judas and Peter just a second ago, and I thought Peter, the first miracle that Jesus does for Peter is an overflow of profit, mm-hmm. immense overflow of profit. And Peter leaves it all behind to chase the person who gave it. He didn't chase the money. He chased the source. Mm, that's good. That's real good. Judas took his eyes off the source and was looking at the money. And that's where the betrayal came in. Mm-hmm. That's what opened his heart to Satan. Mm, that's good. That's real good. That's really good. Um, what was I going to say? But Paul. Okay, that's where I'm at. Paul. Uh, and it's probably be the last thing we get to talk about. Okay. Um, I want to have that same 
mindset. I mean, Paul went from he thought he was doing God a favor yeah. by getting these Christians convicted, and then God blinds him. And then, I mean, now, then t- makes him one of the most influential people for the church. Yeah, very prolific. In all of the scripture. Yeah. And, I mean, really all of history. Yeah. Um, and so I look at that and I'm like, that's the kind of leadership. Like, being able to to say what he's got to say, not be afraid of backlash. I'm sure there were some churches that quit interacting with Paul because of what he said and Paul just had to chalk it up because he was anointed and he knew that and he walked in that confidence you know where if I had to choose a bible character and and I say this because of the lead of the position I'm in mm-hmm. if I had to choose someone in the bible that I would want to be like I'd want to be like Moses and here's mm-hmm. why there is a particular scripture in the bible where God comes down and he says he is angry at the children of Israel for worshiping the golden calf. And Moses stands up, and he says, if you're going to blot them out, blot me out too. Mm-hmm. And what stuck out so much to me is every leader, any leader, I'm going to say that, any leader in any position should always associate himself with the people that he's serving. Mm-hmm. And that is one thing that I'm working towards really hard I don't understand what all my students go through. I don't understand how they all think. But if you're gonna if you're gonna blot them out, blot me out too. Yeah. So that's something that I'm that 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 would be who I choose. What about you? If you had to pick one. Um I think I would want to be Solomon. Really? The wisest man in all Why, of yeah, history. That's, that's fair. Um I would want to be Solomon with his father's heart. Mm. Uh, I, Solomon lost it and fell into sin when he lost his father's heart. I want to have that man after God's own heart mentality with the wisdom of knowing what to do. Hmm, that's good. That's a good combination. If I could combine two, if I could combine two, it would definitely probably be David and Moses. That's a good combination. That would be my two, you know, the fearlessness. I don't think David would have fallen into his temptation if he had the the uh, the confidence of Moses, yeah, I don't or think that so. not com- that camaraderie of Moses. I, I think if which it you know, I think if David would have had the interaction where, you know, he goes, who do, who do I say sent me? And God says the I am. Tell him the I am sent me. If David had that, mm-hmm. I think I agree. I think that he would it would have been a completely different story, you know. But that's good, man. That's awesome. What about you? Who are you combining? David just, just and Solomon. Two. I got you. Yeah. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that is this episode for you. Uh, we appreciate all the support. We appreciate yes. all that you guys do. Um, we hope that you enjoyed this. It was a little different um, without Nick here today. Um, a little bit more on the serious side, a little more biblical. Um, but we hope that you guys enjoyed. Hopefully, Nick will be back with us soon. Yes. Um, so uh, please like, comment, subscribe, share, do whatever you got to do. Um, rate us five stars. Um, please don't rate us four stars. It makes us look bad. Um, but <laughs> yeah, leave that for the other podcast. Leave for the other podcast, yeah. Not any of ours. Yeah, uh, but uh, thank you guys so much. We dearly appreciate everything that you do, all of our listeners, all of our supporters, subscribers. Um, if you guys would, please send us your stories at 3SGM2022 at gmail.com. Yes, uh, we would love to talk about whatever you guys want us to. Yes. Um, so just send those in. Like us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. Um, I think that's all the socials we have. Mm-hmm. I could be wrong. Um, anything you'd like to add? 
Oh, man. I mean, thank you guys for, for listening, for going on this journey with us. Um, we're going to keep keep on pushing on, embracing the uncomfortable, and we'll see where it takes us. So if you guys got anything, y'all just let us know, and uh, we'll see you on the next one, okay? Peace. Peace.